The boys are back to continue talking Asian Cup football. Make sure to subscribe to us and rate us five stars on Spotify right now. This moment, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to join us on this Asian Cup journey alongside this incredible community we built so far. Thank you guys so much, and let's talk some football. Group A is finalized with Qatar finishing in first, Tajikistan finishing in second, China in third, and Lebanon in fourth. This came to be through what was a very tense but at the end of the day, very exciting match between Tajikistan and Lebanon. Dude, it ended up being a wild game. But it took a while to get there because as the clock ticked, this game just slowly devolved into pure chaos, yeah. man. The first 45 minutes of this match was classic Lebanon against classic <laughs> Tajikistan. Both of these teams in this tournament have been defined by their inability to translate their build-up play into finishing chances yeah. or even creating good goal-scoring opportunities. And so that is the exact half that we got in the first 45 minutes. Tajikistan, they like to build off the pass. You know, I feel like they have a rule where they have to pass 20 times before they get into the opponent's box. And for Lebanon, a much more direct approach that they have, and that's exactly what we saw. Lebanon had a really good second match, and I thought, actually, I thought they had a great first half honestly and Tajikistan have had a decent tournament and they showed up too but Lebanon honestly going into that half time I was like okay Lebanon might actually end up winning this because they were looking really really strong I think as the longer this game was going on but then there was that crazy uh deflected goal that Tajikistan scored right before the death of halftime but it ended up being literally, dude, yep. a toe offside. Yep, yep. A big toe offside, man. It was crazy. I've never seen a margin quite like this yeah. one when it comes to offside and VAR. No, very, very tight margins. And it was beginning a, a pattern that we would continue to see <laughs> yeah. of images of frustrated Tajikistan players just losing their minds over these these really, really close calls that they just didn't get the fortune to go their way. I actually want to talk about a play that happened in that first half as well, yeah. where the Lebanese goalkeeper rushed out of his box, kicked the ball out, and as he was rushing back, the ball boy threw the ball back out to the man throwing the ball in. Tajikistan gets a quick shot on goal, and it nearly goes in, hitting the post. Let's talk ball boy ethics here. <laughs> was that the right play to do there? Should the ball boy have gotten involved like that, or is he supposed to take his time giving the ball to the player? there that bubble was quick to dish out that quick, ball man. man he was Very real quick. quick i don't know <laughs> if he was half to jeeky I, I really don't know but honestly i love it like the if anything there should just be a line of balls right outside the pitch so the ball boy did his job, in my opinion. So I'm, yeah, I'm completely I, fine yeah, with it. I think it's okay because you could see the Tajikistan player request the ball immediately. Yeah. He was asking to get it quick. Usually, as a player, you have a you, they they tend to ask for it if they want it quick, or they tend to lay off if they don't want it right away. The ball boy just just uh, obliged him. He yeah. just gave him what he wanted, and so I thought that was a really interesting play in that first half. But yes, Gerardi Golasso to start the second half. A moment of brilliance, bro. Dude. A moment of brilliance. Good lord. Lebanon goes up one. And like you said, the tides had completely shifted in that moment with Lebanon looking really, really good, bro, until 10 minutes later. 10 minutes later, red card, and bro, it was... It's rash. Yeah. It's really rash. He goes in high, studs up, full contact on the Tajiki player's shin. It's so unfortunate, man, but it's a textbook red card, zero controversy. Lebanon are now down a man with... 
a good like 30, 35 yeah. minutes left in this match. And at that point, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is fair. Technically, so unlucky if you're Lebanese, what is going to happen? Because honestly, at that point, I was like, you know, I could see Lebanon holding on, just defending for their lives. Tajikistan have not scored yet. This is their yes. debut tournament. Could they actually convert their chances? And yeah, that was, this was just the beginning, man. Tajikistan then would go on and get another offside goal, man. Another one, man. Another, another one. one. And it was crazy because when they scored, I was like, it's 1-1. It's, it's one, yes. one. Tajikistan's going to get the second one, and it's, it's over. As soon as they play the replay, I'm like, ah, yeah. it's off. It's off. It's yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah, VAR would later show that it was indeed offside. Yeah. But, you know, last episode we were talking about yin and yang. Um, and this group has not seen any goals outside of Qatar. But that, I just want to go back to it. That Drady goal, dude, banger. Mm. Absolute mm -hmm. banger. That's what it took mm -hmm. for Lebanon or Tajikistan to score their first goal in this tournament was an absolute screamer from Drady, man. Yeah, Peter Seeger was losing his wizard-like mind on the sideline. It was crazy, the images I was seeing from him and all these Tajik players. But finally, bro, around the 80th minute, that goal finally came. The first AFC Asian Cup goal for Tajikistan in their history, history through an absolute peach of a free kick. Umar Bayev, the man who plies, in tra plies his trade in Bulgaria, steps up to the plate from, I don't know, 23, 24 yards out, and he just picks his spot 1-1 Tajikistan. What a beautiful goal, too. Yeah. What a gorgeous goal. And you could see... All of the Tajikistan players out on the pitch and on the bench were just so elated in that moment. And they still had a really good amount of time to get the necessary winner. Yeah, and that's the thing. Once that goal went in, you could start, you felt the tide shift back towards Tajikistan. You felt them getting that momentum, that confidence. And it was getting really tight. It was very tense for me watching this game around the 85th minute mark. So I was like, fuck, when is that goal coming? Is that goal going to come? Yeah. Or is Lebanon going to hold their own here? And then I see them at 16 minutes of extra time. And I said, oh, this is done, bro. <laughs> this is done. Yeah, There's man. no way Lebanon can last 16 more minutes of additional time. And in that first minute of extra time, Tajikistan gets the game-winning goal to go up 2-1. I can't remember the names here, bro. I really can't. I'll be honest with you. The names are difficult here. I saw the game, but I can't, I can't, I can't with the names. Kamro Kulov, I might be butchering that, but dude, what a goal, man! Yeah. A crazy flick header, and I thought we had—I thought we had seen the craziest header in that Vietnam-Japan game. Oh yeah, this one might rival it, dude. I don't know how far he was. He was at least. 14, 15 yards out, and he loops it over the entire defense and the goalkeeper, and it nestles pretty much in the top left-hand corner of Lebanon's goal, 2-1. And, dude, what a moment for Tajikistan to go up 2-1, and, and knowing if this result holds, they would then go on to the knockout stage in their debut appearance. Their debut appearance, and it took two miraculous dude. goals, bro. Two beautiful goals to get the victory here, get three points, finish with four points in this group, and qualify in second. There was a moment, though, where Lebanon had a chance on goal uh -huh. that honestly, bro, rivaled the opportunity Kolo Muani had in the 2022 FIFA World Cup final with a ball, yeah. a volley-like approach. He just completely scuffed it, though, hit it to the side netting. Yeah, but that opportunity really gave me flashbacks of Kolo Muani looking across from Emi Martinez looking to seal the deal with the pressure and what was at stake. Lebanon couldn't do it, though. No. They just couldn't. Their finishing was ultimately woeful throughout this entire tournament. Yeah. And Tajikistan qualifies through in an insane, insane finish here. 
And honestly, credit to Lebanon for being down a man for so long. And even when they did go down 2-1, yes, that chance with Hilal Al-Helwe was, you know, a massive miss. But beyond that, they still kind of went for it. And Tajikistan was kind of loose at the back. But it makes sense because, dude, these players were exhausted at the end of this match. So 16 minutes of stoppage time, the game just literally reverted to pure chaos. It was absolutely ridiculous. But, dude, so entertaining, so dramatic. Liga MX finally got its uh, player appearance here with Daniel Kuri Lahuv coming on late into the half to get his first Asian to get his first Asian Cup appearance. So that was just a cool cool little moment. But yes, Tajikistan get the job done. I do feel actually pretty bad for Lebanon just considering the circumstances, but. Everything was fair, and I, Tajikistan end up going through as the victors here. Yeah, man, and ultimately, I just want to highlight that people love to harp on us when we're wrong. Let's compliment us when we're right. Mm. We had this group completely right, 100% with Qatar on first, Tajikistan Same. second, China third, Lebanon fourth. What a result here. What a match. Yeah, I give it an 8.1. I gave it an 8.1 rating for me because I just found it to be so entertaining. The stakes were so high for both these teams. And ultimately, it was historic. It was a historic game for Tajikistan and a game they'll look back on as a, you know, hopefully a very positive moment for their footballing history. Oh, yeah, dude. I was losing my mind every 10 minutes in the second half. I'm going to give this one an 8.0 just because of that. Like, And some, honestly, three really beautiful goals. Drama at its highest. AFC Asian Cup. Group stage round three, baby. (laughs) Incredible. We're just going to get more of this, dude. It happening at the same time was Qatar facing off against China in a game that ultimately was meaningless, man, because China's offense, as we predicted, did not make an appearance. And Qatar, starting a B team Mm -hmm. still, subbed in their big game players in the second half, and we saw potentially the goal of a tournament with Alhaido scoring an insane, insane goal. If you're not watching Asian Cup, you're not seeing these games, you're not seeing these goals, at the very least, tune in to watch this specific goal because it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen off of a corner kick. Oh, dude, a screamer, a cracker, a rocket, a bullet, whatever <laughs> whatever adjective you want to attach to Hassan Alhaido's goal, you can. Please go ahead and do so because what a banger yeah. of a goal, dude. From a corner kick right to the top of the box. You see teams try and execute this but rarely do you see a player connect with it the way that Halhailos did because he hit it so true so pure nothing was going to stop that ball from nestling into the back of the net dude what a goal it was so funny though because I had the Tajikistan game on the big screen and the Qatar game on my laptop and I just look over to my laptop and I see the Qatari team hoisting up Alhaidos <laughs> to the sky. And I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> and then I see the replay. I'm like, oh shit, man. <laughs> what a what a yeah. wild what what wild scenes, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. And China goes out of this tournament probably will with two points finished in this group. And that is the one thing I will highlight about China is that the one goal they conceded throughout this entire tournament, throughout three games, was this banger to Wailhaidos. And so it was clear that their defense was going to be their strongest part. But just like Lebanon, their offense is just its just not enough, man. It's not nearly enough. And if anything, I think it's way more grim for China than for Lebanon, man. I think China at least needs to look in the mirror for themselves. They need to figure out what to do in the future to continue developing themselves because not only did they have a really poor showing in this tournament they're not even the best they're not even the best team from china in this tournament bro with hong kong playing better football yeah dude i 
I, it was in the preview. I was very wary about China. I knew that they didn't have an offense. I did not think it was going to be this bad. It's worse than I was expecting it. I knew they were going to be very defensive, and that did show out. As you said, they only conceded one just crazy goal. But, I mean, it, it, you can't win games if you just can't score goals. I don't care how good mm-hmm. you are defensively. You have to have some sort of avenue on chance creation. And China literally has none, man. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed, but also honestly not terribly surprised i'll be completely honest here so yeah that's just the state of china man i i said at in the preview i did wish that they had hosted this tournament simply because mm. i think this just could have helped the people of china it could have maybe inspired these players so it's just unfortunate not their fault that they couldn't host it but yeah this the, the current state of china is just very very grim as you said because yeah i mean lebanon actually have purpose when they go for it might not be the best but they at least have an idea of how they want to play and approach the game offensively china has no clue and so finally i'll finish this off by asking you about qatar because they finished mm-hmm. this group with nine points, nine points but man. was this the weakest group in all the afc asian cup and qatar just took advantage of that or is qatar just that good ah oh man no they're good they're good and i think when you consider the teams that they had to play here they were favored, I think, in every single match. There wasn't one where I'm like, oh, this is going to end in a draw or Qatar's, this might actually be a feisty match. I had Qatar topping this group, and they did. Um, they have the better players, so I think seeing them with nine points at the end of this, I think does make sense. It's just, you know, I mean, as I've said in every single game, I'm not fully convinced mm-hmm. yet. But then again, they set out their B team in this match. So it's like we really only have two sample games to really look at, that one against Lebanon and then Tajikistan. It's just really interesting when you look at each one. I think Lebanon got a little shell-shocked in that opener. Low-key, if Lebanon had played them later, I think Lebanon would have actually performed better because they got better as the tournament went on. And then the game game against Tajikistan, I thought Tajikistan got really unlucky, actually. It could have ended, honestly, in a draw. So Qatar, for me, haven't gone out in every single match and completely dominated, but they have deserved the nine points that they've accrued. Yeah, and I think that is due to the fact that this is overall a really weak group outside yeah. of Qatar. It really is. They did what they had to do. You can't criticize them for that, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about them as contenders until I see them beat a really good team. And we might not see that till the quarterfinals. Man. Yeah, man. I'm really curious to see how Qatar performed the knockout stage because whoever they face... You know, the talent that they were used to in the group stage is going to be completely different. So we'll see. Maybe they do show up, though. They are hosts. They have the home atmosphere here. So And also, you know, some really good players. Akram Afif, as we've already said, is going off today. So there's a chance that Qatar do ultimately show up. I'm not counting them out yet. I'm just saying I'm not fully convinced. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, the last thing I want to say is just congratulations to Tajikistan, man. Debut, qualifying through. I think no matter what happens in round 16, their fans, their people will be happy with this result the fact they qualified through to the next stage very very impressive showing so far and props to them man making history in this tournament congratulations to tajikistan dude congratulations to tajikistan i'm so proud of them the fact that this is their debut tournament we knew going into this that they had something to offer and they pulled it off there was you know a lot of trials and tribulations in this group stage what i admire so much about tajikistan is the fact that they never gave up in every single match it even though, they chance, even though their chance creation wasn't ultimately what I was hoping for it to be, they showed out when they needed to in this game against Lebanon. I think they deserve to have the second place spot. And dude, no matter who they play in that round of 16 match, I know Tajikistan is going to play their style That's of true. football. And 100%, they're going to give it their all. Kamalov's going to be back from that red card. And I 
think that's going to really help him. This is going to be a really inspired yeah. team to watch in the knockout stage. Tajiki Taka has resurrected. <laughs> resurrected. All right, let's get into match previews. Match previews. Let's just quickly talk about the games happening eight hours from now, yes. seven hours from now, very, very soon. We have Group B and Group C action happening. Starting off with Group B, we have Australia facing off against Uzbekistan and Syria facing off against India, which is the game to watch here. I'm going to be watching Australia's Uzbekistan game. I need to see who shows up here, who wants that first place spot in Group B. And honestly, I, I, I don't know who's going to win this. I mean, Australia's shown to be very defensive. They have that same grit, which you know is can be title contending in this tournament. But they've been a little one-dimensional going forward. And when you look at Uzbekistan's games, well, they've had one pretty poor game and one very good game. So is Uzbekistan going to show up or are they going to prove to be an inconsistent team in this tournament? I think it's going to be kind of 50-50 as far as who's going to win this. Australia, I think, obviously have the upper edge just because of their class yeah. difference. But I think no matter what, this game's going to be a banger. I'm really yeah. excited to, to watch this one. I'm getting giddy at the idea of Uzbekistan getting three points here, bro. And going into the round of 16 with... That momentum, man, of beating a contender in this tournament, three points here would be oh, huge dude. for Uzbekistan's dude. confidence. It'd be crazy. For Australia, getting three, three points here against a really solid side might be what they finally need to kind of, you know, wake up in this tournament yeah. and start playing to that level that at least we think they can reach in the AFC Asian Cup. On the other side, Syria facing off against India. One more last showing for India here. Could we see the Indians provide us with a more prominent performance this time around against a really solid side in Syria? If they can leave this tournament with their heads held up high instead of getting blown out, I think that's ultimately what the Indians would hope for in this match. And for Syria, I mean, three points here, and they can become a very strong third-place team and oh, hopefully yeah. qualify through with that amount of points. So Syria's going to be looking for the win here. Oh, yeah. If Syria win, I have no doubt that they'll get through no matter what. And the thing is, they should win this game. They've played two very good matches against quality teams, honestly, Uzbekistan and Australia. And they've been and they've proven to play at their level for the majority of the match. The only thing that they're missing is is chance conversion. Syria haven't scored yet. So they're going to need to score here. Now, fortunately, they're playing against a much, you know, quote unquote weaker team against India. So hopefully they'll back themselves to get those goals. But Syria have to win this game. They should win this game. Now, the thing is, if you're India, man, I mean, if you win this game, you might have a chance to go through. You'll have a decent chance. So India actually have a lot to play for here. And the thing is, man, if they approach it right and they just keep it tight for as long as they can, kind of like they did against Australia, India might be able to pull off kind of a shock result here. They have to approach it like they did Australia, though. Defense first, and as the game goes on, then try to commit a little bit more offensively. But if they approach it like they did Uzbekistan, disorganized, a little too risky from the start, I think Syria will take advantage of that. And then finally, we have Group C with Iran facing off against UAE, Palestine facing off against Hong Kong. Iran gets their most feisty opponent yet facing off against the UAE. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because the UAE had that obviously red card weird situation against Palestine last time and that game was just chaos, pure chaos. So it's hard to really look at how good the UAE really is. They had that open against Hong Kong and honestly, I thought Hong Kong got a little unlucky. UAE deserved to be where they're at. They're a very solid team, but I'm more so looking at Iran. Iran have to win this game, man. They are better in every facet. Pound for pound, they have the better squad in every single position. They had a weird game against Hong Kong, but they had a 
but they had a stunning opener against Palestine. I want to see that same team that went out against Palestine. I want them to go as hard as they can against as hard as they can against the UAE. Thing is, though, do they really have to? Right? They have six points already, so are they just going to approach it like Qatar did and kind of just set out their B team? I wonder. But the thing is, is that if the UAE win, then they'll actually top the group. So I'm hoping that we see a very aggressive and offensive Iran. I personally, have, I've always been against teams resting and playing B teams in the third match of rounds because I've always uh, prioritized momentum a lot in these tournaments. Yeah. And I don't think the risk of injury is that high for just one singular match. I think you should play your best players no matter what in these knockout-like tournaments. And so I hope Iran goes out with their best 11. I really do because it's important to just continue forming that chemistry that we saw be a little weird against uh, Hong Kong last time around. Get it back together with your starting go-to 11 and beat UAE UAE here. That's what I'm hoping for Iran. For UAE, they escaped that Palestine game as you highlighted. Crazy that they left it with, uh, with a point, with a draw. But I want to see them also put in a really good performance and maybe showcase themselves to be a feisty team in this tournament going into the round of 16. Yeah, this actually be a perfect test for the UAE because if they can, even if they don't win this game, if they can get a draw or a very tight loss... They'll at least give themselves hope to be like, all right, we just played one of the best teams in the tournament. Now we're going into the knockout stage in second place. Let's let's use that performance, use what we learned in this last group stage game, and try to go off the knockout stage. Yeah, but then the other matchup is also really entertaining. Or oh, yeah, dude. Sets up to be a fun game to watch because Palestine and Hong Kong are facing off against each other. Palestine on one point, Hong Kong on zero. But the winner here gets a, gets a shot at qualifying out of the group in third place if they get it. Yeah, if Palestine win, they'll for sure go through, but Hong Kong will have a decent chance on three points if they win this match. This one I think is going to be really yep, fun, man. Because yep. Hong Kong have been getting slightly stronger as this tournament has gone on, and Palestine are just coming off of a really good game against the UAE. So I think both teams have grown in form as this tournament has progressed. So this is it. This, this is, is a it, final for these yep. teams, man. This is a final for these teams. Man. I'm really excited to watch this match. Hey, man, I really am. We got a good slate of games tomorrow to watch four matches to catch up on we'll be talking about these games tomorrow on our daily afc reaction show here at the give and go make sure to comment like and subscribe we'll see you guys next time peace